I ask that you please have your hymnals open to 770. We're going to be making use of one of the verses from What a Friend We Have in Jesus during the message. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord, and our Savior Jesus Christ. For 38 years, the man had not been able to run. He had not been able to walk. He was not able to dance, to hold his head up and, and walk with his shoulders back in the sunlight. For 38 years, he had been waiting. Now, we don't know how many times he appeared at this pool, this pool of water by the sheep gate called Bethesda, but he was there, and he knew the game. The first person in, when the water began to stir, began to roil up, began to churn, the first person in would be the one that was healed. And so there were blind and deaf and lame and invalids there, some of them no more than just a few inches from him. Maybe he's only a, a, a couple feet from the water. First one in gets healed. But everybody beats him into the water. One day Jesus walks by and he sees the man. He knows what's going on in his life and he simply asks him, do you want to be healed? Now you would expect the answer to be yes, I sure do, but instead he he speaks some of the saddest, most heart-rending words you could ever hear. The man says, Sir, I have no one to help me. I have no one to help me. How sad are those words. He has no one to help him into the water before anyone else gets there. He's not the only one that speaks those words. An 87-year-old woman in a nursing home sits in a wheelchair. Now, the aides will say a word or two to her. She has food to eat, and somebody helps her in and out of bed. But all her family members have forgotten about her. No one visits her. No one calls on her. All her friends are either dead or in another nursing home or have moved away. There she is in that common room, no more than a couple feet away from other people, and yet she is saying to herself, I have no one. A 13-year-old boy is not very athletic, so he's not invited to play the games. His complexion and looks aren't the best, so he gets left out all too often. Even his best friend growing up has decided that there's a, a better group clique to be a part of. 
He's teased mercifully, unmercifully on Facebook, and ugly text messages are sent to him each and every day. And finally, he sits in his room one night, contemplating suicide as he says to himself, I have no one. Do you hear the sadness? A young woman is crying in her apartment. The pregnancy test is positive. That news should be welcome and joyous. But the guy she's been living with, as soon as he, she tells him, he is gone. He is out of there. She doesn't have enough money to pay the bills on her own. Her friends have gone in other directions since she's been living with him, and now she's afraid to go back to her family. And she sobs, and you can hear the words, I have no one. A man who has been crippled for 38 years, a bullied teen, a lonely woman in a nursing home, a scared young woman are just a few. Perhaps you can imagine Think of others who speak those heart-rending words. I have no one. But the man who has not run or walked or danced for 38 years actually does have someone. Jesus is standing no more than a couple feet away from him. Now the man doesn't know Jesus. He hasn't met him before, but that doesn't matter in this case. Jesus simply looks at him and says, Get up. Take up your bed and walk. And the miracle happens just like that. He walks. The miracle is complete. He doesn't need physical therapy. He doesn't have to learn how to move his legs once again. He can run and dance and walk right from the start. The one who said he had no one now has the one, the one named Jesus. And he's not the only one. On another day, a different man by the name of John the Baptist is sitting in prison. His execution is soon to come. He sends two of his disciples to ask Jesus a question. Now, we don't know if he's uh, just wondering uh, whether, why Jesus has, has left him in prison or why Jesus hasn't done anything about the oppressive Romans or the corrupt religious leaders, but he asks this question. He says, are you the one? Are you the one we've been waiting for, or do we look for somebody else? And Jesus simply sends back this answer. The blind see the deaf hear, the lame walk, the dead are raised, and good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the one who does not find offense at me. Oh, for John the Baptist, Jesus is the one. On another day, another man finds Jesus to be the one. This day we call Good Friday. The thief is on the cross it appears he has no one. 
no one to stand beneath the cross, no one to claim him as a relative or a friend, no one who will probably bury him. And yet, this man who would seem to have no one simply looks at Jesus and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the man who has no one now has the one. He has Jesus. Today, you will be with me in paradise. After Jesus rose from the dead, his disciples had gathered in Galilee. It would be the last time they see him face to face. Physically, he will ascend into heaven and he gives them a promise. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Oh, these disciples, they will go places by themselves. They will be persecuted. They'll be thrown into jail. They'll have their heads cut off. They'll be martyred. And yet, no matter where they go, whatever happens to them, lo, I am with you always. Jesus is the one when it seems no one else is there. And we know this to be true as well. In one of the very first hymns we've learned as children for most of us, We've sung about it. I'd like you to join with me in singing verse 3 of What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou will find a solace there. You will find the one there. But what about, what about the lonely woman in the nursing home? or the bullied teen, or the scared woman, or so many other people we can think of who do not have the one. When away, we can be like the man in, who was healed after 38 years. He didn't know who Jesus was. The religious leaders asked him. When he found out who Jesus was, he went and told them. Now, it didn't make them happy, but the man told them. And in a way, we are called to do the same. For those of us who know the one, when we feel like there is no one, it is our calling to bring this one to those who believe they have no one. To be his hands and feet, he's the head, we are the church. Last week was call day. We are sending out pastors and vicars and deaconess interns. Some of those pastors 
will visit a lonely woman in a nursing home and bring the Lord's Supper. And the one who thought she had no one now has the one. Perhaps a vicar or an intern will learn a Stephen ministry program and accompany members to visit those who are sick or hurting or lonely or afraid to bring them Jesus, the one. Perhaps a life team has begun at a congregation and a lonely woman finds a place to call home. Or a youth group member welcomes a bullied team who felt he had no one. Have you heard about the buddy bench? I saw this on Facebook and I did a little bit of investigation. It's appearing on more and more elementary schools. The buddy bench is on a playground. Chris, would you be willing to help me for a second here? Since you're sitting all by yourself, I thought you would be a good one to choose here. <laughs> so just have a seat here on the buddy bench. The buddy bench is for somebody who's feeling all alone, like they've got no one to play with and no one to talk to. And when somebody sits on the buddy bench, it's, it's a cue for the other kids in the playground or a teacher to notice and to do something about it, to come and sit be beside the person, to carry on a little conversation to invite the person to play in the games. A buddy bench. News reports are now beginning to take notice of this, and other grade schools are putting them in the classroom, I mean, on the, on the playground. Isn't it a wonderful image, a wonderful image for us in the church when we see or know of somebody who says, I don't have anyone, that we go there and simply be the ones who bring the one Jesus to the person. Thanks, Krista. I came across the quotation in a uh, PhD proposal. It reads this. I would hope people would look at us and say, those Christians are the ones who run in when everyone else is running out. Those Christians are the ones who didn't give up on the crumbling inner cities. Those Christians are the ones who brought peace to the far. Those Christians are the ones who put an end to human trafficking. Those Christians are the ones who helped win the war on AIDS around the world. Those Christians are the ones who write those incredible lyrics, pen those unforgettable books, and create artwork that's mesmerizing. Those Christians are the ones who helped my mother when she got Alzheimer's. Those Christians are the ones who were kind to me when I was new in the area. Those Christians are the ones that made me want to believe in God. For anyone and everyone who believes they have no one, Jesus is always there. And we are the ones to bring them to the one. Amen. Please stand for the hymn.